Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Carolman is the brand founder and senior director of sales and merchandising at Mobby. Her love of fashion began and grew throughout her career when she worked for Sanctuary Clothing, Lucky Brand, Bloomingdale's, and more. Carol is a Philly native, a graduate of Villanova University, and she is passionate about giving back to foundations and supporting women and children, specifically regarding homelessness, domestic violence, and education. She lives in Los Angeles, California with her husband, two kids, and her dog, Mozart. Thank you so much for joining us today, Carol. Please tell us about your early career experiences and what led you to become the brand founder at Mobby. After graduating from Villanova, I moved to New York. I was able to get an internship at like Esquire, Louis Vuitton, and Burberry. That's where I got my feet wet in that whole world of special events and PR. And it was a great experience. And I got my first job as a fashion assistant at Condé Nast at Lucky Magazine. That's kind of where I learned a lot about how the fashion industry works. Lucky Magazine folded and I had the opportunity, it was actually a blessing in disguise, where I was able to get into Bloomingdale's.com and that's when they were launching their e-commerce site. And so I was part of that early team and it was an amazing experience. New York is a different level of hustling, especially right out of college. It was it was a camaraderie with the other merchant assistants and assistant buyers. It taught me efficiency and follow-up and just to get everything done in a timely manner. It was a great education. I had buying experience. How great that you were able to work for such big brands. And isn't it so interesting how when life will just push you in a direction, you think you're sad about it at the time, but then once Mm -hmm. it happens, it's the right thing for you. Yeah. When I was let go from Lucky Magazine, I thought it was the end of the world. I was 22 years old and I was like, mom, like, what am I going to do? I just put myself out there. I emailed recruiters, buyers, and got a call back and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I had the experience and opportunity to be in the buying world for a little bit. And then after I got married, I moved to the West Coast with my husband. At the time, the West Coast had more opportunities in wholesale and sales versus buying. That's slowly changing. My long stretch was really at Sanctuary Clothing, where I went in as an account executive. It was in the off-price private label division. They gave me the opportunity to grow it as much as I wanted. And they gave me the support design team and make it what you can. And it grew to be an enormous piece of the business. I learned so much about product development, sales, and creating a cohesive collections. I was there for about six years. And in early 2020, I was connected with a woman named Doris Kaporis at Stony Apparel, which is my parent company. They have been around for a really long time. We're looking to expand their portfolio and business into more branded women's contemporary. So they reached out and asked me to come join and launch a brand from scratch, really from the name of the brand to the aesthetic to marketing everything. It was 
an opportunity of a lifetime. And I, I was nervous because I was pretty comfortable at the position I was at and to take a chance on something that was new to me was a little bit scary, but it was a great decision. Through all of your learning experiences, you were able to learn all the various aspects of the business. And it seems like you've already built a brand from scratch in your previous role. Yes, I kind of had a foundation from my previous jobs in PR, sales and product development, and I just had to bring it all together. But once I came here and I launched Mobby, it was lightning speed. A lot of it was you make the most of what you can. It was myself just at first. It was a lot of evenings just trying to figure out like, how has PR evolved since 10 years ago? <laughs> you know, who are the new players? Um, who should I be reaching out to? What are the new publications? And doing all my research, it's uh, it's come a long way, but good. What has building a successful career in the apparel industry taught you and how does that help you in running your business today? You took all of those aspects and and put them into what? As an entrepreneur, we take days off and we make sure to live our joy, but are we ever really off? Yeah. um, It's never off. Right. right. (laughs) I can tell you that for sure. It's sanctuary. It was a really small team for my division, but I had to be nimble. And I think being nimble and kind of being a Jill of all trades has been the best thing in my career, being able to take pieces and bring it all together. Certain roles at companies, you just, I don't know if I could ever go back to it, but I feel like if I were just to do sales or just to do design, it wouldn't be as fulfilling. So I love that I can bring all of these different pieces that I've learned in every job that I've had and bring it together and brainstorm and create a vision for what the brand can be and executing it. Can you tell us about a most memorable experience that you had throughout your career that you carry with you today? Growing up, I went shopping every weekend with my mom. Our favorite department store was Bloomingdale's. Just at the time, I didn't know they had different divisions. I would go there every weekend and just look at the new apparel and collections and learn about all of the designers and look for the best sales. And when I finally was able to like be at Bloomingdale's, I remember going into my first interview and being like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm in Bloomingdale's headquarters. Like this is outrageous. And I'd call my mom and be like, mom, like it went well and I got the job. And working at Bloomingdale's, it was just, it felt like such a proud moment for me. Bloomingdale's was this big company that I never saw myself being part of. I was just the consumer, the customer. And to be on the other side, putting out product that the customers are purchasing and knowing that my mom is on the floor shopping those designers and pieces, it was such a proud moment. That's so nice. And how fun is it to have those memories and then to move on and actually be a part of them? Yes, it's amazing. (laughs) What gave you the courage to launch Mobby? What gave me courage to launch Mobby is the story of my parents, them being immigrants coming to the country and taking those chances and risks and seeing what a beautiful life they were able to build for both my sister and I. That has always stuck with me. I always wanted security, like to work for a big company and know that a salary is coming in and feeling secure. And going into Mobby, I didn't know if it was going to succeed. I knew it would require more hours of my time. And I had two young children, but you can create something so amazing for 
your customers and create something that your children can be proud of, that you can be proud of. And don't be afraid because mom and dad did it. They created their own American dream. And for me to take that courage into my workplace has given me the strength to keep going and know that, you know, anything's possible. It seems like you're taking your parents' legacy and moving forward and also giving that to your children. Yeah. What do you like the most about what you do now? What I like most is that although I have a parent company and I do report to upper management, there is an autonomy that they give me to really create something that they have always tried to explore. And I can bring that to them, for example, social media, digital advertising, doing podcasts and creating relationships within the community has been really great for me. I think being able to connect with other women and entrepreneurs, hearing their stories and learning from them has been what I really love about this position. Whatever I put in, I feel like that's what I get back. And so um, that's been really rewarding. That's so great. And can you share with us a little bit about your blog? When I moved to LA, I was able to meet a lot of different creatives. Everyone's kind of pursuing their dream um, in the arts and entrepreneurs and For my blog, especially with Mobby, I wanted to initially connect with women that were inspiring to me, that helped me along the way, encouraged me and share their stories. It's been a really great opportunity to broaden my network and also create a Mobby community. That's one of my favorite things to do too, is to share the stories. And it seems like you've done an amazing job of bringing in the apparel side of things within your blog. Thank you. What is your strategy for management for staying on task to accomplish what you set out to do, as well as motivating your teams and the people around you? So lists, obviously. <laughs> yes. Organization and making lists are really important and communication. I realized that everyone has a different communication type, the way that they receive and also give communication. I love to learn more about them and find effective ways where if someone is more of like a word, like they need that encouragement, I make sure that like I give positive feedback, but also if I need something, I can say it in a more gentle way. And then there's other times where someone just needs to hear it as is and more like data and facts. And so communication is really important, um, especially with so many moving pieces to have daily touch points. And I like to make work, not just work. It's about coming into the office and feeling like you're part of a team. I don't want them to feel like a job is a job. I want all of us really to feel like we're a part of something of movement and creating a brand that means something. Once or twice a week, I like to order lunch or boba and just like, okay, everyone get off your phones, your computers, emails. We're just going to go into the conference room and have lunch and what's going on in life. It's more of like, I want to create a relationship with my team members. That's so great because it will build even stronger teams. And it's such good advice to look at communication style because often we get busy and we just want to get things done. But it's so smart of you to really take the time to see what each individual team members or team leaders, how they communicate the most effectively. Really good advice. Thanks. How has your business shifted over the last year? What obstacles have you been able to overcome and what successes have you had? Well, I joined Mobby right before the pandemic. So February of 2020 and the lockdown happened of March, 2020. So a lot definitely changed within the first month of um, my joining the team. 
But I think that being nimble has really been the strongest suit that I was able to bring to Mobby. I had accounts set up, the collection that I was going to do. And once the shutdown happened, department stores were all closed. My buyers were just on hold. I had to kind of adapt and what I wanted to produce, I had to eliminate half of it, just be smart about not having too much inventory and communication with management about my strategy. The retail industry, I had to just constantly be checking in with my buyers, constantly reading reports and what's happening in the retail world to make sure that I was ready to get the buyer's attentions once dollars were open. And I feel like with the vaccine coming out, it's been better and there's more opportunity. I am ready to launch my holiday in spring 2022. It's um, really exciting. And I have some great appointments lined up and the product looks amazing. It's more on track of where Mobby was hopefully supposed to be last year. During the pandemic, I really focused on what I can't control right now is department stores being closed. The buyers aren't buying right now because they also have no idea what is going to happen. And so I think being able to focus on, let's think about what are the sustainable fabrics that we can go after? What are the new customers that I could go after? How can we improve our social media presence? Who can we reach out to? There were different areas of growing a brand that I could focus my attention on. And so during the pandemic, I had to shift and focus more on different areas than just the sales. Yeah, the marketing, the digital advertising, the outreach, that's kind of, that kind of became my big focus. We can't wait to see your collection. And it was really smart of you to keep, continue reaching out to the buyers and just stay top of mind because things will change. And we're starting to see a little bit of that right now, thankfully. But yes. it was really smart of you to do that. Yeah, things are changing. So that's really exciting. Just don't give up, especially starting a brand when no one knows you, you're going to get a lot of rejection. You're going to get a lot of no's or maybe next season. And there were definitely moments where I would go home, I need a glass of wine. I'd be like, I'd talk to my husband, like, oh my God, babe, it's like, it's been rough. But I have mentors who I talk to and they're like, you just have to keep going. Don't take the no. You go with new product, you come up with a new strategy, change the message a little bit. And that's what I kept doing. And so I'm just, I've constantly been in contact with the buyers and I think that was a good move. So can't take rejection and just stay with it. You have to keep moving forward. Absolutely. And good for you. I have a background in business development. And I think the more you ask, the more you also are able to perfect to get to a yes. But it's great advice to keep going and to keep believing in yourself and to keep pushing forward. When you start a brand from nothing, you have to introduce it to everyone. Something that I had to overcome was also putting myself out there, being the face and the voice of Mobby. That's something that I didn't really have to do in any of my previous positions. And I'm more of an introvert, but I think this has really taught me to put myself out there and get more comfortable in my voice. And I have this conversation often with the women within the She Built It community who are building brands. It's how much of ourselves do we put into the brand? Because people want to know the person behind the brand and feel like they have a relationship with that person. Yeah, definitely trying. And uh, some of the team members have been encouraging me to tell more of my story and speak to the customer on Instagram stories and, uh, oh my God, TikTok. It takes so much practice. And then all of a sudden it just becomes something that you wake up and do. Speaking of stories, can you share the story of how you came up with the name? 
Yeah. One of my best friends was out at lunch with his coworkers. They, the whole group had uh, found an abandoned puppy. They asked, would anyone on your team want to foster the puppy? My friend and his wife ended up adopting him and they named him Mobby after Mobert Avenue, where they found him. When I was thinking of the name, I want to encourage others to live kindly. And Mobby was the perfect name because their act of kindness really changed his life. I have photos of him when they, the first day they picked him up and to see the transformation of their kindness and their love and bringing him into their family has changed the trajectory of his life. And he's just so happy and he's an inspiration. So that's how I came up with the name Mobby. What a great story and such a great story to build a brand around and to focus on kindness. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy? That has been something that I've been trying to figure out, especially since I launched Mobby. On a personal note, I highly encourage therapy. I, I realized I needed to make time for myself. And this is actually a question that my therapist has been asking me. How can you find joy and make time for yourself? I've been trying to focus so much on the brand and you know my two children, my husband and my friends, and especially with the pandemic. And so I realized I wasn't living life with joy. I was just kind of surviving. I needed to really reflect and take the time to figure out what brings me joy and how can I find that joy? And I think aside from the mission statement of Mobby to really live kindly and have family time, I think it's really being able to make time for myself as it might sound selfish, but I think I want to encourage other women to make time. Not at all, especially as entrepreneurs, someone running a business, you're a mother, we we lose ourselves because we're so busy taking care of everything and everyone else. And then you stop and think, wait a minute, I matter too. You know, mm-hmm. you matter too, and your well-being matters the most because how can you run anything or, or take care of children if you're not taking care of yourself first? I like that you said you lose yourself. Yeah, we've all experienced that because we're so busy too. We don't stop and think of, okay, what is bringing me joy and how mm-hmm. do I build that into my day and my week? The mom guilt is so real, but that's something I've been working through. And I realized I can't take care of this brand or my children or my husband or my friends unless I can take care of myself, which made me really reflect like what brings me joy. And it's the little things. I think just going on walks after work, right after work, when I, when I used to come home, it's like the kids are like, mom, it's crazy. And so before I went into the house, I would just take a five, 10 minute walk around my neighborhood and just relax myself. And I do ask my husband, I just need one hour mm-hmm. to do something for myself. And he's like, do it. He's the most supportive husband ever. That's great. I had to overcome the guilt and not doing enough and realize I needed to um, focus on things that made me happy and I can be able to take care of other people and bring the magic to other people once I can take care of myself. I love the suggestion of going for a walk right before you walk in the door because you can kind of center yourself before you enter a new aspect of life. And therapy is great too. One reason why I wanted to launch She Built It is because growing a business and a career can be lonely. I wanted to create She Built It so that we could come together and share resources and talk about our experiences like this because it, it really is hard. It could be really challenging. Another thing I do with the kids is sometimes I say, okay, I'm going to sit for 15 minutes with them. And I just do that throughout the day, like 15 minutes of just 
totally focusing on them. I mean, we play games and watch movies and screen time due to COVID has gone up. Unfortunately, (laughs) I'm looking forward to that going back down. But sometimes I just say, okay, I'm going to sit next to Elliot for 15 minutes and just be next to him. And that's what I'm going to do for the next few minutes. And I found that, that they love just that few minutes of connection throughout the day has been really helpful. Yeah. To just be present in the moment with them and let them feel your presence. Like you have to be very intentional mm-hmm. with the time. You do. And that's what I've been really working through intention in like almost everything that I do. Yeah. Cause we're there, but we're cooking and we're caring for them. But that intention, like you said, so important. Once I launched Mavi, I was like, it's my mission to really reach out to women, my old mentors, my old bosses, my old coworkers. What's their story? How are they doing? And I realized through the process that a lot of them are doing therapy and I felt like they normalized it. And so I really appreciated hearing that from them. And I think that's what also gave me the courage to take that next step. And it's been really life-changing for me too. That's great. Especially during COVID, we're all so isolated. And when you're growing a business, sometimes you just need someone else to talk to that's maybe not a team member or a family member. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) could be incredibly helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Can you share with us how and where we can find you? Visit mobbyofficial.com. Our Instagram is at mobbyofficial. And for me personally, it's min underscore Carol on Instagram. If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop, curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It business consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave.